We're back. Hello. Hello. Um, I've still got a cold, um, which I had when we did the last recording, and so I figure this is going to clear up at some point, and then I'm going to sound like a completely different person. Yeah. And I'll have a less hoarse voice at some stage. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like one of those sitcoms in the 80s where they kept changing the actors who played the lead roles. Your voice has been exactly as hoarse as long as I've known you. Uh. I'm not calling it a horse. I'm just saying <laughs> it's been that horse. Oh, fair enough. Good. It's nice to be back. Um, did you listen to the last one we recorded back? Are you asking the listeners or... You. I did, yeah. Yeah? What were your thoughts? I thought it was not bad. As a starter, it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I found it quite... I only heard it last night and uh, I, I was quite amused by, uh, at times, how... Particularly, I can only speak for myself, but it, it sounded like wishy-washy coming up with an idea or a thought and then uh, uh, not really committing to it. And I almost felt like talking about tribalism. It was almost like I didn't have the... Uh, I didn't even feel tribal enough to stick to my own views, <laughs> not not even within my own ideas. Um, so this one I've decided to be far more definite. I'm just going to keep saying things like, that's rubbish, or they're idiots, <laughs> um, or I'm going to use the word definitely a lot. Yeah, I I'm going to do that I for certain. To, I noticed about myself that I do a lot of... Um, <coughs> I do a lot of going, yeah, uh-huh, right, mm-hmm, while you're talking. <laughs> so why? It's called politeness. I don't really, it's, it's called being decent, de- decent you know, human being. People do it less yeah. in, in recordings, I guess. But it's that thing of just... No, you're in, right. In, I'm not going to respond to anything you say. Who <laughs> does <laughs> someone say something you don't agree with? You go, mm-hmm, yeah, kill them all. Yeah, okay. Right. No, well. I've always thought that's nice. When you're on the phone to someone and no one's responding to you, you feel like a right twat after a while, don't you? Yeah. Telling a story of... and no one's at least going... Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll learn. I'm sure we'll learn. And then? <laughs> Although what we haven't learned is to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. How oh, do we have to? Done that again. All right. I'm Nick Doody. That's... See, that was very much what... That was what I was going to say. Already got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then, introduce yourself. I'm Nick Doody. <laughs> he thinks he is. <laughs> and I'm Kerry Marks. Which is, I've established is the correct way to say yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> Very hard to write it so people read it properly. Yeah, because you need both big handwriting but also wobbly handwriting. Yeah, I try and write it so it goes downwards and then back up again. <laughs> Starts big, Kerry marks. I didn't even say it right myself then. Yeah, you, I don't know what you meant there. Oh, to be honest, I'll answer to anything. Um, so, all right. Let me clap my hands. Yep. Kapow. Let's begin. Let's begin. Um, I'm not sure we, we actually ended on a... A point of any kind to continue with other than uh, um, saying that we, we, we're both of a similar stance at this point which I quite like right now is that neither of us think that we're in any way tribal or, or connected to a group so much that it drives us that we go to meetings uh, yeah. or that we're partisan in any way to any uh, political party belief or, or whatever well I, I, yeah I, mean, I think we have we have beliefs yes sure. absolutely. <laughs> some beliefs but not sacred but, beliefs no, I don't I know that I've difference. got any sacred beliefs. Right, there is nothing I believe that you couldn't uh, prove wrong that would not interest me. I'll yeah. Be, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I enjoy being shown to be wrong. Yes, I, I have that too. There's no, I don't think my identity is tied into a particular... And in particular, like a political belief right. being true. If you could show me that wasn't true, then I would consider I'd advanced. Right. Because that, you know... Do you think that's a position you reach through reason, through talking yourself out of things, or do you think that's just an innate characteristic? I don't know. Um, probably a bit of both. Like, to, for an example, I'm, I was raised 
quite strictly Catholic. Right. But I'm not one now. And as a sample size, I'm one of seven kids. So you'd think if it... You know what I mean? You'd, you, you would expect that some of the others probably wouldn't be religious now. But in reality, I'm the only one who's at least openly not religious now. So you were the maybe black sheep. You what? You were the black sheep? I was. Of the family? Are they ashamed of you? <laughs> yes, deeply. <laughs> deeply. And, uh, you know, obviously they were looked down No, nah, you've me. got a really nice family. It's, it's just when uh, when this subject comes up, doesn't it, of religion, that then that... Uh, that otherwise I wouldn't know the, the difference between, uh, when I meet some of your family and we're just yeah. uh, chatting and they're, they're, they're Oh, fun. they're lovely. For, they're, they're they're for lovely the most people. part, funny, intelligent people. Right. And then this one thing comes up. Not even just one thing. Sometimes other like, ancillary things. So... Uh, questions of certain certain ethical issues, abortion, I wonder why divorce, things like that. I think to me it's evidence of gay the, rights against constructionism because uh, you know I, I find it very odd that very religious families can all grow up learning exactly the same thing. Yeah, and then uh, you know you get, if they move away from the area they're in, which might be a religious area, move to a city, uh, different influences, and some children are taken by those influences and others aren't. And it's even necessary for all religions teach that. Um, uh, that temptation is bad, and you wonder why they have to if 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 construction is that strong that it, that it shapes our behaviour. Uh, the constructionist logic that we we are um, based on uh, gender, but if if it works with gender, it has to work through everything. It's, it's the blank slate. It's that um, oh, okay. that we are influenced from birth by toys we're given to play with by um, societal constructs of uh, right. men of this and women of that. Well, I mean, you could argue, because I'm the eldest, I suppose you could argue that they hadn't quite perfected their indoctrination. But um, then by the second child, they'd absolutely fucking nailed it. More evidence recently that that uh, first and last child, that there isn't a oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing this at all. I'm just, I'm just saying if that you, you might wanted, be exposed to I don't, I don't agree with tabula rasa. I don't, I don't think we're a blank slate. I don't think that's, I don't think there's much evidence for that. Um... I think it goes even further back with me in, in that I was thinking the other day that I didn't even have like uh, pop stars up on my wall as a kid, you know, and so and it, and I've always found even as a child I found it odd that people were so into a thing they wanted to surround themselves and I, I don't mean just having a poster up that you like I mean uh, wearing the the same outfit as a pop star or even joining a band and wanting to produce the same music and I always found it disrespectful. Really? Uh, yeah, because I think if if you really what I, what I was excited about was originality. So if I like a band or a film, yeah, you know when they used to have those adverts and uh, Jaws is the best best example. Because I wasn't mad about the film Jaws, but I'll use it as an example. But Jaws came out, and shortly afterwards there were other films saying, "If you love like Jaws, you'll love this," like because it's got a shark in it. And they've decided right. that they decided if you like Jaws, you just love sharks. <laughs> but that's, but that's then like... I began to realise people do. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. That's, that, that, that's like what Amazon do now. You know what I mean? If you buy, mm. you, you know, if you buy a bass guitar on Amazon, Amazon suggests. Have you thought about buying six other bass guitars? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, sort of, you love guitars. You exa- exactly. Love guitars. And it's always does we it know this sort about of thing. You. Yes. The sort of thing that you would never want more than one of. You know, a hose pipe or something. Yeah. You know? Oh, people who like that hose pipe would probably like this hose pipe. And I would love that to be ridiculous, but there are people who really do want more as much hose pipe as they can get. Are there? <laughs> it must be. They wouldn't advertise this way if, if there wasn't an audience for it. 
I, I just I, no, I just think that's the that's the algorithm breaking down a bit, isn't it? Because because when it oh, is no, similar you, things, okay. it really does work. Yes. If it is, oh, you like cheese, you like this other cheese. Yes. But it's just really funny that they haven't noticed it's not the case with cars. But okay, thought, but have you with... thought of buying, buying another Honda Civic one week after you bought a Honda Civic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people do stick to the same car. You know, lose their Honda Civic, they're now, and it, it might be partly familiarity, you know. Yeah. Learn how a Honda Civic works and don't want to figure out a different car. No, why would you move on from a Honda Civic? I mean, I'm using that because that's, that's the car we have, and uh, yeah, we've got six of them as yeah. you know. <laughs> I think the way it felt to me was more like the hosepipe analogy, right. because um, when I was young, I really didn't understand why people would get so... Like, if you, My point was that you admire the originality of the pop star, yeah. and then in emulating it, you always already show that you don't really respect the originality because if you really did you would try and do nothing like that pop star or not dress anything like them because they've come <coughs> up with their own look yeah and then i've been the and then seeing people be, thing, get, get into their tribes in that way for me was uh whilst it was a daft analogy but a fun one but it's still to me it was like realizing that everyone is buying loads of hose pipes or into them right. for, for reasons that i couldn't understand so i think that individuality was, was something that was prevalent at a young age yeah I mean, my, my, my guess is because I, you know, what what attracted me as I got older tended to be things like scepticism, rationalism, yeah. rationalism, um, the idea of the scientific method. Um, I quite quickly learned a lot of things that I believed in were bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> on, on leaving home, and it, it was very very fast that. Yeah, I was. It, it was really very few weeks that I went from uh, quite a devout Catholic to oh, I don't think I'm a Catholic. Really? And then do, I was, do you remember what it was in those few weeks? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was sitting at the back. God of telling the, you to sort of. Church, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this hand came out of the sky <laughs> with one finger raised. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I was actually teaching religion for a while. Not, not the religion. I was teaching right. how to read read Hebrew in a in a Jewish school. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and that was fun to do. I mean, I, I learned how to read Hebrew by teaching it a lot better. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Um, I'd agreed to the job first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just don't really care for esoteric groups and stuff. And and, and Jewish people. It's I'm kind of glad I had that. I understand. Uh, I suppose Jewish people and their culture as a result of their upbringing mm. um, and that's why a lot of views people have about Jewish people seem so ridiculous because of course you know the people yeah <laughs> but, you know it's what many many of you might suspect they are uh, people um, but the, the still clue, amongst the clues them, in the term but amongst them you do get the esoteric Jews just, they just love being a Jew you know there's lots of Jewish people really like oh it. I cannot wait to be a Jew today I'm gonna be so Jewish I'm gonna out Jew all the other Jews you get it that Irish people have as well, especially Irish people who sure. live in a country that's not Ireland. Yes. The sudden, like, proliferation of just fiddles and yep. <laughs> tin whistles and lucky charms. And... and some of it's just for comfortable reasons, you know. I mean, uh, I always thought with more people coming, as more immigrants come into our country, they'd integrate far more. But in fact, areas form simply because uh, their favourite foods are on offer and... Uh, you know other things that, that, that fit their culture you know the right kind of yeah um you know churches mosques and so on so it, people will end up grouping anyway yeah and, and that, that i think is pretty normal that's that's really oh, totally. that's how people will behave if left to their own devices you arrive in a new place that has food you're not familiar with you know um kind of 
rituals and traditions you're not familiar with. You oh, want, if I go anywhere where there's stuff a, English like. expats, they tend to form into an area as well, and it's not just yeah. the food. They can speak their language. They can have similar values and so on, I guess. And they're they're kind of parodically English, aren't they? If you, yeah. if you get English expats in Spain, they eat the most ludicrously British. It's like an absolute like parody. It's like, welcome to British world. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like a sort of, yeah. what do you call it? Um... Oh, was like, like like the Dolly Parton thing, Dollywood. It's like right. that as a sort yes. of theme park based around being <laughs> middle of the road English. Yes. It's is there a Dollywood? I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember hearing that as well because when I where I grew up, there was I have no idea of... what I even put in a Carywood. <laughs> no pop stars for one thing. No, 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 <laughs> it's really that. hard to get posters. <laughs> but um, a lot of. Um, Indian people and Pakistani people moved into Bradford, and I remember hearing this is just sort of anecdotal yeah. that they would sort of stick to dressing in quite traditional Pakistani garb, and they'd bring their kids up like that. Then their kids would go to Pakistan for the first time, and people would go, "Mate, it's not the nineteen seventies. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Who dresses like that now?" Because they'd obviously they've got a snapshot of their own culture, and they yeah. hadn't been in it as it developed. Yes. I had this once when I, yeah. um, years ago, I, because I, uh, I, I lived in Paris in about 1993. Yeah. And so that's when my French was best, when I learned all my French. But all the slang I know is from 1993. Right. <laughs> so there's something a little bit dated, I think. All about... the French slang. All yeah. the French swear words well, I know was from one trip as a school kid. Right. Um, I came back from, uh, I, I think I was a, it was a pen pal thing uh, that you yeah, had yeah. set up through the school. Um, and I was out there for, I think, a couple of weeks staying with that family. And I only came back learning, I think, every French swear word. It's handy. Which is useful. Yeah. yeah. It's the one, I don't know why they don't teach you that in school. The most important <laughs> thing to know uh, when people are talking about you behind your back. Exactly. Learn all the terms. So, yeah. Um, so, okay, so people uh, in any group, you, you're going to get people who are just, uh, I'm using the word esoteric, but I mean, they're, they're really kind of like into their thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, who... you mentioned Irish people. I, I, of course, Ireland is uh, strange for, for being a place where, where they have theme pub, pubs in their own country, <laughs> which yes, don't even count as theme pubs. God, that's weird. Yes. I mean, I suppose you sort of get really English, an old, an old, nice, an old but... English pub in England, don't you? But I think we've moved, a bit, or rather, we are naturally moved away from that being uh, white, English, uh, British, uh, being London. These, these are all things that aren't really done to particularly celebrate your identity on anyway. Mm. You know, they're kind of frowned about. If you go up to the north of England, people are uh, far more proud of being uh, northern or particularly from, you know, Liverpool. Fuck yeah. Fucking and just love better. being from Liverpool. You go north, you know, people are just better. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Um, Scottish people are unashamedly happy about being Scottish and Irish people and so on, but um, but English is uh, a bit of a, you know, embarrassed by yeah. their own flag a little bit. Yes, it's that, it's that sort of... Well, not everyone, of course. Some people are really proud of being English and those people are often quite scary. Yeah. Not always. I think that some, some people genuinely are quite into it and not in that sort of far-right, fist-waving way, but I, I guess if you're... If, 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 the, if your identity is, is as the one on top, as yes. it were... Yes, and showing the default... off makes you look a bit, uh, yeah. you know, like, um, I don't know, like it's just a massive ego thing, yeah. isn't it? Like, hey, look at me, I'm white. <laughs> uh, but you, there's no reason why you shouldn't be proud of it. I, 
See, I've but it's al- harder to I've be I've even always found that, the term proud, being proud of your identity is... I, I didn't... I'm speaking for other people. It. I'm not particularly saying that I'm proud of it. I'm just saying that yeah. it's just the thing I am. But it's not... Uh, but it's still every group I'm a member of is one that's not particular, and, and except Jewish, which should be okay too, because that has definitely minority status. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in the world, there just aren't that many. But I think largely because of the uh, wouldn't know it from the films. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, or the media or uh, or business <laughs> et cetera, or um, et cetera. Um, the. Uh, I, I think it, it's solely, really, nowadays is Israel's uh, right-wing attitude that reflects on Jews, whether we like it or not, all around the world, and uh, and we're not seeing it as a, a minority because of it. Yeah. Do you think that's... Do you think that's necessarily anti-Semitic? Because I, it, it does feel to me like people... OK. Look, it's, I have little it's, say it's, in my own government, let alone in Israel's government. I don't hmm. get to vote or... Uh, well, exactly. Opinion, so it, no, it, I should not be judged how... by it. So yes, it is racist. No, 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 no. Sorry, that's isn't what I meant. What I, what I meant was, well, I guess that is what I meant. It's to me. how can it not be anti-Semitic? You can't. How can it not be what? How can it not be anti-Semitic to right. talk about the actions of Israel and somehow conflate that with Jews worldwide? Right now, here's where it's difficult because whether we like it or not, we are affected by our affiliations and uh, birthrights and so on, okay? Right. If I go over to, uh, I don't know, any, any other country, to America, whatever, and right now uh, Britain's doing something amazing, you know, if, if England uh, or the UK is looking good because yeah, I know yeah. it's just won a war and America's impressed by it right now, or, um, which they would be, uh, yeah, yeah, or... Yeah. Uh, um, built a really good wall. Yeah. Or we've got a really popular Prime Minister who's just come in that the Americans love, you know? Sure. My status as an English person goes up. People will treat me differently. The same as Americans were treated very differently. Americans were loved over in the UK. And then during the Bush era, they would yeah. get booed when American comedians went on stage just for being American. And, and that's without them saying a word, without them even saying how they feel about things. Yes. So our status is definitely affected by the perception of, of our country and uh, anything that's connected to us. Yeah. So we're forced. So when we talk about tribalism, we're kind of forced into this uh, area to be to be judged. All right. So to give you, it may not be right. Right, but to to give an example, a a state that is predominantly of black people doesn't reflect on all black people. No, but you're talking about logic. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure it shouldn't. Um, I mean, what's going on in Zimbabwe right now? You don't. Sort of... Sometimes, if a leader's evil enough, then we let the people off the hook. But I think oh, it's more with. I think it's more where uh, we blame a country for voting for someone. You know, so right. yeah, yeah. Um, which might be why people, or an extra reason why people who have a, a prime minister or a. Uh, president who they don't like, who who they don't think represents their country, and it may may add to their feeling that of how bad it makes them look to the rest of the world. Yeah, you know. But after all, the IRA always blamed uh, English people. It wasn't just the English government. Uh, English people were part of uh, uh, the 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 I guess the historic way in which they've been treated. Because English people have voted for these governments. Yeah, and and even and though it might be the minority been... who voted for them. Sure. And, and from their point of view, because they've been complicit in it, right? By not kind of marching against it, what did you do to stop it, kind of thing? And enjoyed their privilege in not being the ones on the receiving end. Yeah. Hashtag not all English people. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, I had a point. It's gone. It will come up again next. If it was important, you'd remember it. Yeah, exactly. That's the. Well, what I was going to say actually that's is that's why my um, mum's not on this podcast. She's saying that every every few minutes. Here we go. Is that what happened under the Bush era, where people hated Bush, and therefore that spilled over into people being quite anti-American? Yeah. Which is, I wouldn't say racist because America's not a race, but it's it's the same, same sort same, of same it's the same sort yeah. of prejudice. But I think now with Trump. Trump is so extraordinary and so clearly does not represent a good half of the population of the states. I don't think people have the same thing. I think people hate Trump more than they hate hated Bush. Yeah. But that now doesn't reflect on American. Americans are almost like refugees fleeing Trump now. Do you think there's been a change in attitude towards the president? Because in the past, I seem to remember there was quite a big... Uh, American thing that wasn't that, that it used to be that our newspapers and our attitude was laughed at by Americans in that we didn't always support our prime minister. In fact, yeah, yeah. very much didn't. Very much you see the British press uh, uh, talking to a prime minister in a way that the president doesn't get talked to at all. Um, and it used to be that you had to support the president. That that was the deal. But I think that's changed quite a lot now. And I think that's a healthy thing if we start getting yeah. out of this this type of thinking. But but it's so trouble. It's down to it. We're not just talking about presidents here. We're talking about football and everything and our team and us and we yeah uh and if you and if england were to win the next world cup that will affect how a lot of people will feel as english people and it will affect how other people will treat english people yeah that's the thing i think that happened sort of under under blair in the early years wasn't it there was this entire you know that cool britannia shit that was going on yeah there was, you know the oasis and the spice girls and all that stuff and suddenly people sort of associated with this thing, because you know we had this, you know, young, untested prime minister, and we had sort of the, suddenly a Labour government that looked viable in a way that hadn't for a generation, and this right. was so, how the, what the hell that had to do with the Spice Girls or yes. Oasis? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but this was all suddenly the same cultural currency, wasn't it? It's, yes. It's suddenly you know. Yeah, things becoming uh, popularised in that way through popular culture. Um, I think where I've gotten better at, where I've gotten better at, is, is is at least understanding the drive of other people's views and and why they they form these uh, alliances. Right. In fact, before we get to that, let's, let's just go back. Is there anything you think you've ever been allied to as aligned to as a group? So we said religion, for example. Hmm. Uh, I said, for instance, as a, a young child, I was never sort of so into any one genre of anything that I had the posters and wore the outfits or anything. Um, have you ever had your hair, I don't know, punked, rocked, anything? No. Um, neither of us have got tattoos or anything, and not that no. that's necessarily tribal, but I mean, people get tattoos to yeah, show yeah. The, the group or thing they love. And I was saying, uh, I, I wouldn't get a tattoo either. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be something I'd be interested in getting. Not at all? No. I don't want to be... I think if I did, it would be a funny one, but there's no joke <laughs> that I'd want to wear. There is, I've seen some Forever. really funny tattoos. Yeah, so have I. But, but for me, for me the, perma the permanent thing... Um, so why I just said that as if like it was amazing. <laughs> there are actually some funny ones. There's there's some really funny men. My my my, my favourite is jokes that... are transient. They they they're, they're funny and then they have... most of our jokes can last for you know our best jokes can last yeah. us for a long time on stage. But even then we'll get fed up of hearing them after a bit. Yeah, I don't wake to... up and look at the same joke in the mirror every day. But I do. <laughs> 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 I don't want to add to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> why you wear a wizard costume when you sleep. <laughs> Nick has seen me sleep. <laughs> More often than Carrie knows. Um, it's the only thing that sends me off. <laughs> gets you off, you mean? It's a different thing. Well, gets, gets me off to sleep. <laughs> um, no, I... I, I was going to get a tattoo of the letter S... Just to represent my hatred, with a cross through it, to represent my hatred of symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> but even the letter S, I mean, it depends on the font. That could go really wrong. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I, for me, uh, the tattoo thing, and I, I realise that I do not really understand why other people have them. So I, I'm just I'm just missing whatever I think I that do, is. I do, and I'd, I'd consider one, but I just, yeah. I've never been. I can see. To I happened the other day. Uh, there was that uh, thread that was there on uh, on Twitter about someone really reminded of their dad dying in Marks and Spencer's, and it went on and on and on. And someone... How could you forget <laughs> your dad dying in Marks and Spencer's? That's, that would stay with you. That wasn't really it. He didn't die in Marks and Spencer's. But it was just the thing, and it was because my they wife's... They know what counter it was now. Yeah, my wife's dad uh, died, section, re- died recently, and his, his favourite uh, Christmas present was this cashmere sort of Martin Spencer's and so she joined the thread as well yeah. and it was all really sort of moving stuff of people being reminded and one of the people had um, a tattoo in their dad's handwriting of the last note he wrote to them or something like that wow. that to me I get that yep. I can absolutely see why that would give you something really quite special looking at that all the time and now you had it there um, I still wouldn't do it but that's just because tattoos wouldn't be my way of yeah, doing yeah, it, but yeah. I, so it's not. Sorry, when I say I don't really get it, I mean, I mean, I, I, <coughs> I mean, I don't have it myself. I've never loved a uniform. Um, I wanted to be not even like B and Q. Not even oh, B and Q. I hated school uniform. Do you like school uniform? No, not really. So even that, I didn't kind of. I didn't like the idea of being forced into so that there was. I mean, as a child, I understood that someone somewhere was able to make a rule telling me what I'm able to wear, what I have to wear, and I have to yeah, wear. yeah. And, that, and also, it used to be that the school badge was important, the school uniform was important because it shows your loyalty to the school. And that, and I'm going, why, why have I got to be loyal to, to a <laughs> thing I've been forced to L- Loyal to a school I had no choice in going to. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that that used to be the argument to why you had to behave properly when you left the school because you're wearing this uniform and you're ambassador to the school. Yeah. Go, well, don't make us wear the uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah. just shit in our hands and yeah. throw them at people. <laughs> <laughs> never really wanted to shit in my hands and throw them at people but I would like the freedom to do that yeah well, I never really want to shit in my hand to. but having done it against my own will I then want to throw it <laughs> I felt I was shitting in my hand and just putting it on myself yeah exactly um, yeah and every argument for school uniform you see but there, there we go is, is, is the arguments for school uniform whenever I hear them put by anyone they're already people who I ask them did you like wearing a school uniform they normally say yes Therefore, they agree with all the arguments for wearing a school uniform. Now, which comes oh, first? Oh, no, that's, that's okay. not sound, is it? Well, it, okay, so there's lots of arguments for wearing a school uniform. Uh, it stops the poor kids from being bullied, which is absolutely nonsense. Um, I, I can the, appreciate the that a bit. Bullied, we, uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have much money growing up, and um, so a lot of most parts of my school uniform were hand me down from someone else. You couldn't really tell. Yeah, but it meant Whereas, the rich kids got uniformed as well, so they didn't come in wearing designer stuff and really expensive shoes and so on, which yeah. they would have got beaten up for that. I reckon it was always to protect the richer kids. Poor, the poor really? Kids. You could see the poorer kids. That's, I, I that's, had not, that's not how it worked at our school. I think the, the, the stuff you got bullied for was having no money. 
Really? Yeah. Because I mean, they're not they, they weren't rich, rich kids. There weren't yeah. any. I don't. I don't recall there being any really rich kids at our school. But I had a hand-me-down uniform that I could. That there was my brother's bigger than me and, and was yeah. then and I, I could literally turn around inside it when I say literally I don't mean literally at all but I could right. I had buttonholes so big I could put my head through them it was uh <laughs> and, and, the, and the shirt was this polyester thing that um with a starched collar that you know I like to learn whilst being strangled <laughs> I find that really helps yeah I used to hate that I've, I've never liked ties anyway but <laughs> um teaches you to wear a suit that was the other argument they used to use yeah, well, like like you see those countries where you know the um, uh, you know um, Sweden, Norway, and so on, where their children don't wear school uniforms mm. and uh, and they're clueless at wearing a suit when they become adults. You know they just always put the trousers on their arms, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. The, the jacket on their head. Yeah, they're to cut. You know, oh, I wish we'd learned. Wish we'd been five years learning how to wear a suit, <laughs> like the English. They're so good at it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's baffling, isn't it? If you've been to a non-uniform school, you you look at a suit jacket, it's going. What? what? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Why? Why? It's not. It's not designed for all weather conditions. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. Even even with that, then I, I, I. Every argument I hear, I feel that people already have a position, and that's what kind of came out from reading books like uh, Jonathan Haidt's book, which um, uh, the the uh, the Righteous Mind. Yeah. Um. In that, people already have these. Uh, foundations, primes, and so on that that, that make them uh, partisan to their beliefs, and yeah. then they and the and the arguments actually come afterwards. Now, this this might be a book that people listening to this haven't read, and it's one that both of us have. might not have read. We just assuming that everyone's read the same books as us. Yeah, <laughs> it's good of you to point that out. Um, we fully accept that some of you won't read the same books. But what I mean is, that if we, if we we just sort of skip past and just say foundations like it's no, totally you're right, obvious you're right, you're right. Sorry, you go ahead and explain. Um, um, Jonathan Haidt is an American psychologist who's um, written a couple of books. Yeah. The the Happiness Hypothesis was one. Yeah. And then more recently, The Righteous Mind. And The Righteous Mind is about why people disagree about politics and religion. And what's nice about it is that I don't want to use the word charitable. I think it's it's, it's understanding to, uh, to to people of a different viewpoint because it's very yeah. easy when you're on the left to think that, that you know whether you agree with everything on the left or not that the left is uh, the the caring side of the argument. You know, Absolutely, the, the NHS, yeah, yeah. they're the poor, um, and and the right seem to be just so selfish and everything's about money. That they're, they're where uh, the big earners tend to be on the right and and most protective of their money. Um, conservatism, of course, is about conserving, which is why so many young people aren't aren't conservatives. They haven't got anything to conserve, conserve. yet. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's the way it seemed until I read that book, and then I realised that when what the foundations are is that uh, they're foundations of caring and different things people care about. And when you look at them, you realise that the right has as as many foundations, yeah. and and in fact, it works out slightly more. So to be clear about foundation, if, yeah, I, if, the I, moral, if I moral foundations, he calls them. And by the way, this is this isn't just an out there theory. No. Because since this book was written, uh, they've continued a lot of the experiments and built on the data, and it it is considered one of the best proven theories. In, to, to make it to in, make it a bit clearer, if I mention moral, the, in moral psychology, sorry, yeah, yeah, if I mention the NHS on the stage, it's going to get uh, a round of applause. Right, there's a nurse in the audience, right, get a round of applause. But that's mostly the left are guaranteed to applaud the NHS. Okay, but if I mention the army, 
uh, or say I've done a forces gig or there's a soldier in the audience, then that will get a round of applause. But uh, the army tends to get a bigger applause from the right. Okay, they both see them as, as morally important. And um, in, the, in the same way, uh, people vote against their self-interests on both sides, which I think both sides don't think that of the other side. So the left will vote against their self-interest and even vote for increasing tax on some things or if it's going to help the NHS, say. Um, yep. They'll vote selfishly, selflessly. Uh, and similarly, the right will do as well for such things as protecting the country, the army and so on. And also the, the right are, are big into the idea of giving up your life for your country. So there, there is selflessness on, on both sides. Yeah. But not, not perceived by the other. In a, in a no, so he, he has some great bits yeah. towards the end of the book where he... he points to some of Obama's speeches and said that if, if Obama really wanted to take in more people, take them in, whatever, you know, to attract more people, he should just reframe these arguments about being part of a society or being, you know, yeah. rather than talking about looking after the weak, which he's already the Democratic candidate, so he's going to have the left by default voting for him. Yeah, he, I thought he was really good at it, though. I thought he was really good at playing to the centre. I thought he was a very, very good... Yeah, amazing orator, you know. Center and also, yeah, I, I I once watched him give a similar version of the same speech three times running when he went. This was when he was running first time round. Right. And he his ability to improvise based on whatever was going on. Yeah. Was incredible. There was a thunderstorm broke at one point while he was he was doing this bit about the difference between him and whoever it was Dick Cheney or someone at the time. Yeah. And he just cha suddenly changed all the metaphors. Just on the fly, like effortlessly, into instead of being about, um, instead of about uh, hope and fear, he turned suddenly into darkness and light, really, and storms and sunshine. And that was those were back in the days when thunderstorms didn't vote. But after he yeah, brought yeah, yeah. them in like that, they were kind of like going, yeah, well, he attracted a lot, of, a lot of the black clouds. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying only because he was trying to get the silver linings. Yay! All right. So so. And, and though, though there's many of those foundations, though, and there's many... Yeah. In the same way, I, I think that the right and the left both care about um, victims, uh, but but in a different way. You know, I think the left are attracted to... You'll get, you get a victim writing about, uh, you know, a, a, a police car went rushing around a corner and uh, drove over me and broke both my legs and I haven't been able to walk or leave the house and so right. on. And the, and the left are attracted to the victim story and will say, this is brave. You know, you're very brave for, for writing this and being so honest about what you've been through. Uh, but then if you get a different type of story, if someone had exactly the same thing happen to them, but and I've, I've started my own business and I won't let anyone help me, whatever, then the writer into it because they like victim stories where someone's right. <laughs> uh, doing something about it rather than the left that tend to be someone who's highlighting. Yeah, that's... Um, so as Height would say, the left sacralises the victim. Yeah. Makes the victim into a, a sacred... Um, yeah object but the um the right uh tends to sacralize the entrepreneur or the you know or people who help help the society to cohere as they see it yes um so that yeah he he, he identifies i mean on the fly we really if we'd known if we know we we're going to talk about this in this episode i think we should have look back over it I think these episodes what... would be about us not knowing what we were going to talk about yeah yeah that might betray it if we uh that's true too prepared uh, but he did, so yeah. he describes the moral foundations as being like taste buds that you have. Yeah. You have so many taste buds, uh, and everyone has them, but everyone has them to a different extent. So they're, they're almost you can set them on a different level, like the graphic equalizer on an old stereo. 
So, you know, everybody to some extent has a feeling about society cohering, but people on the right have a much stronger idea of that sort of, uh, of, of the group being more important yeah. than, you know, than the individual's freedom and the things like that. And, and, and so authority as well is something that appeals to the right far more than the left. And this stuff, and sanctity. Right. These experiments, um, see, I think they're fascinating, and I think there's a problem is that, that uh, they're constantly having to be justified to reach a, a line of thinking that mm. um, kind of argues against this in, a, in ways that I, I, I don't fully understand. I, I, to me, the, the, the science is the stuff that should, we should be using to shape our world. Absolutely. And instead, what we get is... Uh, and, and that's why the tribal thing and, and the kind of partisan attitudes that uh, get more or seem to get more prevalent um, uh, to me are, are a constant block to, to real freedom and real... Uh, it's, it's like a difference between lies and, and truth, which I think lies are always going to be more popular because they're made to measure, they, they fit you. Whereas yes. truth you have to adjust to. <clears throat> and and it's it's harder to, uh, to really take truth into our lives and... Um, it might disagree with how we morally feel about things. Well, an amazing thing that happened to me on more than one occasion was uh, I met people who'd read this book, often at my recommendation, who would come away from it going, it's really going to help me to uh, talk to right-wing people and bring them round to my way of thinking. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. you yeah, haven't that's not seen... the point at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's about you not being righteous. It's not about... Yes. Simply uh, being able to break down other people's if, if righteousness. You can, if it's you can going... come out of that book, yeah. feeling like you were you were exactly right about everything you thought before you started reading it, yes. but now you know how to persuade everyone else that yeah. you you should go into that, that book. Remarkable. You should go into that book saying, "I know why I think everything I think," and you should come out of it saying, "Oh, now I actually know why I think everything I think," and it's because I'm already yeah. uh, uh, morally biased. Yeah, and I think I I mean I would recommend the book to anyone. I think it's one yeah. of the most eye-opening books. I found it a relief. Because it helped me not only understand people of a different political view, but of loads of different moral opinions. Yeah. And I might argue against a load of moral opinions and attitudes, but I can at least accept that the majority of people are doing what they think is right and believing what they think is right yeah. and believing they're making the world a better place. Or, or that if their ideas were followed, the world would be a better place. If only everyone else could get that. Yeah. And that it, just that belief is, is already destructive. It is. I mean, I realised some things about me that, you know, where I am on those moral foundations, which of course can change over time, maybe. Yeah. But I realised, for instance, that I, I have quite a high threshold for disgust. Right. I'm not very easily disgusted, so I don't tend to hold things as very sacred. Do you know what I mean? I, so something. There's nothing like the the flag or anything that gets me so worked up that I couldn't bear to see it dragged along the ground or. Yeah. Uh, someone burns. There's no flag that if you burn it, you'll upset me. No, no, not not at all. Yeah, you tell me my mum was a whore. I don't. Oh, we did an episode of this actually on uh, Dave Gorman. Someone yelling. Someone yelled that your uh, mum was a whore. Yeah, someone yelled at Dave. Dave my mum. <laughs> Why'd they bring up your mum? It's while he was on holiday. What the hell? Someone yelled him was a whore, and he goes that. Why do you think it would be upset, upsetting to me that you, you have no idea who my mother is or who yeah. I am? Why on earth would that upset me? I know it's one of the most childish put-downs on stage is the your mum. Your yeah. mum is a... 
Um, and I sometimes do it because I think it's quite funny to go that childish with a really sure. shitty heckle. I've um, done it as well. Or someone who's being that childish as well. And also because I've got some, I can beat anyone at the Your Mum game because I've got some yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. You know? I've um, seen you do it. I, I saw you just level about five full minutes of that. <laughs> I... But you know I had a bottle thrown at me last year. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised after all that mum stuff. Okay. What was after that mum stuff? It was a guy who uh, who was heckling through and, and uh, having a go at me. And then I, I started on him with that. And he was just being an idiot. Wow. Uh, and he couldn't take it. And uh, rather than admit that I was right about his mum, <laughs> <laughs> he got he got up and he chucked the bottle and smashed my leg up. Wow. See, everyone always says that... for two months. Everyone always says that a message in a bottle is a kind of romantic thing. But under certain circumstances... It's not. It's it's not. They're wrong. They're just totally wrong. Maybe it's the way you receive the bottle, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's, that's the point I'd like to make is it's not nice having a bottle thrown at you. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Why, why that, that guy being that... He's that upset that I'm having to go at his fictional mother. I don't yeah. no, I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know where he lives and where he's been. What part of his brain is going, how dare you say that about my mum who you've never met? Why would you not just join in and make it worse? So the, the people with the best humour, if you make fun of their mum, yeah. will add to it and make it worse, you know? Absolutely. About, about what their mum's like. If you, if you yell, you know, you're, you're, whatever, your mum gargles come in the morning, or whatever it might be, and they get upset, there's a bit of you going, ooh, got lucky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lucky yeah, guess. exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it I must have hit on something yeah. there. It reminds me of those... Like gargly mum. Uh, comic ages ago... Um, he used to go on stage and he did a thing at the... It was an American comic and the American comic relief went on. And he's the guy who speaks like that, you know. Um, oh, it was a Bobcat Goldthwait. Who? Bobcat Goldthwait. He's in some of the later... Um, uh, no, 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 he's in some know. of the later Police Academy films and he directed films recently. But this is years ago. He went on and did this... Just yells out of nowhere, Scott Bio is the Antichrist! And then Scott Bio's parents got in touch with him. So why are you saying this about my son? So he starts going, but because he played Chachi, right? He's he's Charles and Chachi. He's like this paragon of clean-cut American masculinity. That's why it's funny right, okay. to say he's the spawn of Satan. Yes. But now you're leading me to believe that there might be something in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. If you, if, if you love your mum, why would you yeah. and believe that she's uh, great? Then, yeah, I, I can't even say it baffles me. Yeah. Baffles me of how much how much upset it can cause. So look, um, how we how we go from you um, mums to uh, <laughs> back to the subject matter that we haven't fully decided upon. How long have we been talking? I just want to see how long we've done. Um, but I cannot. Have I missed my gig yet? I don't know what time is it. It was five to seven. We've probably. I'm done. guessing about half an hour. Yeah, we've done about 42 minutes. That's about right. Yeah. And I think how, from now on, how we'll try and end this is with, a, I was trying to guess how long we've done. Let's, 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 uh, let's have a conclusion of some kind. How long do you think we've done? <laughs> Please write in and let us know. <laughs> you have to guess, though. You can't look at look at the uh, the download. What's funny is this, none of this was what we were going to talk about. We were, I think we were going to we come discussed in. discussed rough ideas. Yeah, we were going right we to talk about. So not really, like, uh, are Not we planned. centrists? That was how we were going to... And no, we yeah. didn't get anywhere near that. But we hit right oh, That's really exciting. That's going to come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that next time then because uh, of what the perception of centrism is and, and the whole 
uh, the idea of centrist dads. Yes, which yeah. We can get into. So look forward to so that. We go, that's good. That's a great link. So we've ended on mums. <laughs> <laughs> and next podcast we're going to do dads but from a more political yes. perspective if, if you've got a dad that you'd like us to do uh, then uh... mums we talk about what, what kind of gun they guzzle dads we talk about their politics yes this is... and weather because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. Um, yeah so your dad loves donkeys I'm saying that to the listeners and just throwing one out there oh because it's funny because my dad does love donkeys <laughs> Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, everyone knows that about my dad. So that's the end of episode two. Yes. Yeah. Um, if if there is anything you think we should bear in mind, or anything that you think we've got wrong, or absolutely need to rediscuss, yes, uh, let Threaten us know. Our mums, and yeah. we'll take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to say in advance. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, you, you you could find us Nick Doody, Carrie Marks <laughs> at Nick Doody at Carrie Marks. Um, yeah, see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>